What's going on everybody? John on here with you. It is Friday, November 4th, 2022. Yes, I know we're doing the picks a day early, but because of the World Series Game 6 and a possible Game 7 closeout on Saturday and Sunday, I'm not going to have the time to be able to put the adequate time to do the picks, even though regardless of my picks have been a little bit average over the last few weeks. You know, it started on Week 7 with a 4-9, and nine, and came back with a 9-4, and four, and then I finished 7-7 seven and seven last week. So maybe getting a little bit better. This is the last note for me on a personal side of it that once we hit the halfway point, once this is done, standings will reset to zero and I'll have a chance to start again. So hopefully toward the back end where they've gotten better, it stays that way. So let's start it, shall we? The LA Chargers and the Atlanta Falcons Chargers traveling to Atlanta at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium and they're getting three and a half points of the Falcons. Call me crazy, this is one of those situations where it's going to be very, very close within that spread. Some people have Atlanta winning, some people have the Chargers winning. I'm not sure, considering you have Mike Williams and Keenan Allen injured, but it's time for the Chargers to actually do something, and Atlanta has been one of those teams that's kind of been hanging around, right? In the division, because nobody else is doing much of anything in the South on that side of it. Give me the Chargers, I think they'll cover the 3.5, although it's going to be awfully close as I say that. So, next game on the docket here, Miami Dolphins and the Chicago Bears. So, the Bears are at Soldier Field right now. They are getting five and a half points. Miami, it seems to be with the additions of Chubb and Jeff Wilson Jr., they're probably going to be a much better team, right? And then on the other side of it, you lost Roquan Smith and Robert Quinn in trades. Only makes sense to me that Miami should be able to cover this five and a half. I don't think it's going to be anything outlandish. It's a five and three record versus three and five, and the Dolphins with some better trades and some notable uh, minuses that are gone from the trades of the Bears. So give me the Dolphins. Bengals and the Panthers. Does one week kind of change the slight of thinking there as far as what will happen? Seattle is at home at Paycor Stadium. Is that what it's called? My goodness. Carolina getting 7.5 to travel to Cincinnati. They look bad on the Monday Night Football game against Cleveland in the Battle of Ohio. It's one of those situations where the Bengals should be able to bounce back. Carolina's always kind of hung around in all of these games. It seems with P.J. Walker, Philip Walker, if you want to call them on that side of it, it just seems to work that they stay close enough. Give me Carolina, give me the 7.5 points. I think it's going to be a close enough game or maybe they can stick within that point total. Here's an interesting one. Oh boy. The Detroit Lions are at Ford Field. They welcome the Green Bay Packers and the Lions only get 3.5. I see some people actually picking the Lions in this game. So of note... It was Sheila Ford trading TJ Hawkinson to the Minnesota Vikings last week. I know he's a tight end, another tight end that was picked by the Lions, another first-round pick goes by the wayside, and another one goes to a division rival in terms of where the Honolulu Blue and whatever can get whooped by a former teammate. I know it's only two times a year because of the football schedule now, 17 weeks, so I can't say 8-8 eight and eight anymore. i got to say 8-9 and nine or 9-8. Nine and eight. Okay. But it's one of those situations where it's Detroit, it's Green Bay. Green Bay was able to cover that 10.5 against the Bills last week, which pissed me off of the backdoor cover. I'm going to take Green Bay, and I'm not going to think too hard about this. Give me the Packers. They cover the 3.5 against the Lions. The sorry Lions at that. And if they win, I will be incredibly pissed next week. So the Raiders and the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's going to be TIAA Bank Field. Man, there's some stupid names. So it's going to be, let's look at the spread, one and a half in between Vegas and Jacksonville. You say Vegas looks better 
over the last few weeks. You know what they are. Well, yeah, they've also gotten shut out within that time. Jacksonville a little bit here and there with Trevor Lawrence, but Travis Etienne looks pretty good, and some of these other receivers aren't too bad. I know it's only one and a half, but I'm going to take the Jacksonville Jaguars. Give me the two and six over the two and five. I don't see any reason why to think it's too crazy, so give me the Jags. The Patriots and the Colts. So between the Patriots and the Colts, it's five and a half. <clears throat> and that seems like an awful lot to me at Gillette Stadium. I know the Colts are only 3-4-1 and one, and the Patriots are 4-4. Four and four. Look, Patriots got to decide what they want to do and the standings and where they want to end up drafting and whether or not Mac Jones or Bailey Zappi is the answer. Maybe Mac Jones is the long-term answer, but Bailey Zappi certainly seems to be the better quarterback right now, at least until he gets figured out. So if I were them, that's where I would start. No Jonathan Taylor for the Colts. Although I think this is going to be an ugly game, and I don't think a lot of points are going to be scored. Maybe the Patriots will surprise me. But give me the Colts. Give me the 5.5. I think they will end up covering that spread. And between the Bills and the Jets, we'll go back up. And if you're looking at my initial picks when it's going to get put on Hopeless Sports Guy, it's Buffalo having to cover 13.5 against the Jets. Right, you got Brees Hall is going to be out for the rest of the year, and Zach Wilson is going to get blitzed like crazy. And Zach Wilson is not one of those good quarterbacks against the blitz. I know it's a lot of points, and the Jets' defense has played well, so it should be a good test there for Buffalo. But even still, I think that they do enough against uh, Zach Wilson to cover the 13.5 point spread that's since gone to 12.5. So it's going to be even worse for me trying to cover that. But I will take the Bills. They got to cover by couple touchdowns and a couple extra points. 14 for me to be able to win that one. In between Minnesota and Washington, it's the Minnesota Vikings 6-1 and one with the Washington Commanders 4-4. Four and four. Washington's not been so bad since they've had uh, Taylor Heineke. He should have been the start in the first place over Carson Wentz, but they decided to give Carson a chance. But I digress. It's one of those situations where you're in FedEx Field. Man, some of these names, guys. Uh... Minnesota and Washington, Washington only having to cover three and a half. I will take the Vikings. They should go to seven and one. I think that they can win by four or five points, just enough to get through that spread. It's a chance why you're the Vikings to try to go to seven and one, figure out what you are in that NFC North. You want to lead, lead, win those games. Seattle Seahawks and the Arizona Cardinals. So the Arizona Cardinals actually favor, but I'm not quite sure why by one and a half, so close to a pick'em there. I'm gonna take Seattle. Seattle's been good pretty much all year. They're five and three, Arizona's three and five. Again, Arizona in the division that they're in, and the same spot where they have a chance to get close to play for first place, if you can believe that, because there's been a lot of teams that use the term mid, and that's one of those situations that you're in. So give me Seattle, give me Geno Smith, give me Kenneth Walker the third. I think that they win the game outright. Not worried about only having to cover getting one and a half. They win the game outright. Tampa Bay and the L.A. Rams. Oh my goodness, guys! Did you ever think the Buccaneers would be three and five and the Rams would be three and four? And we have to pick one of these teams. I'd rather get shot in the face. So Tampa Bay and the Rams. The the Rams are getting three and a half points to travel to Tampa. The Buccaneers are zero and three against Sean McVay Rams, including divisional round loss, courtesy of Greg Rosenthal. The Bucks don't have a running game, but they do have more weapons. And the Rams can't seem to stop anything on offense, but the Buccaneers can't seem to get into the end zone. Could this be a game of field goals? Probably. 
Do I trust the Bucks enough to win this game against the Rams? No, but do I trust the Rams even less? Yes. Give me the Bucks, because I have to take one of them. Hopefully they can cover three and a half points. As we continue to scroll down, it's the Kansas City Chiefs and the Tennessee Titans, both five and two teams. No Ryan Tannehill again because it's Malik Willis for the second straight week. Tennessee was able to get the win last week, but now it's against the Kansas City Chiefs, and it's 12 and a half that Kansas City has to cover. That is a lot. But it is Malik Willis against the Chiefs. Give me the Chiefs. Hopefully Derrick Henry doesn't run all over them enough to where they can cover that 12 and a half. That's a lot of points, and I feel uncomfortable saying that the Chiefs would be able to cover that, but I will take the Chiefs. They have to cover a big number, but at least they're at Arrowhead, and that leaves you with the Monday night matinee of the Ravens and the Saints. The Saints in the Superdome getting two and a half points. Look, I don't care if it's Andy Dalton. Baltimore's played decent. They're five and three. The Saints are three and five. This is one of those teams where a better than their record Olympics. That's what Greg Rosenthal calls it, and I think that it's a pretty good, accurate statement. So if you have Marshawn Lattimore back there and you have Kamara, you have a situation for the Saints. And Andy Dalton's been serviceable. Baltimore, I'm not so sure that they're not the better team, but the Saints are at home in the Superdome where they seem to play well. Give me the Saints. They get two and a half points. I think they cover and they win the game. So my picks for Week 9 in summary. I have the Chargers having to cover three and a half on the road against Atlanta. Buffalo has to cover 13.5 on the road against the Jets. That's going to be tight. Miami and Chicago. Miami has to cover 5.5 against the Bears. I think they'll do so comfortably. Minnesota has to cover 3.5 against the Commanders. You got TJ Hawkinson. You want to add the weapons, go 7-1. Minnesota needs to win that one. I think they'll do so. Green Bay on the road against Detroit. Who am I kidding? 3.5 only having to cover for the Lions. I'm taking the Packers. I'm taking Indianapolis on the road at Gillette. Getting five and a half. I'm taking Carolina on the road against Cincinnati, getting seven and a half. I'm taking Jacksonville at home, getting one and a half against Vegas. I'm taking Seattle on the road against Arizona, getting one and a half. I'm taking Tampa on at home, having to cover three and a half against the Rams. I'm taking Kansas City at home, and this is one I don't feel comfortable about. I have to cover a big number against the Titans, Malik Willis or not. Got to cover twelve and a half, and then New Orleans getting two and a half at the Superdome playing against Baltimore. And the total number of points scored in between Green Bay and Detroit, I got at 45. So those are my picks for Week 9. And an important note for me, again, the standings will reset once we get to 10. And uh, then it'll go back to zero and see if I can actually do something through the whole entire second half. I will see you guys next week, probably on Saturday, because the World Series will end either Saturday or Sunday for tomorrow. So that's why I'm getting these picks out a day early. Everybody enjoy, and I will talk to you next week, and I will see you tomorrow on the YouTube side and Twitter spaces for Game 6 of the World Series between the Phillies and the Astros. Who you got? Let me know. Talk to you soon.